everyone to our first, well, not our first, our second, Eagle Mama. We're going to start with um, some tips and tricks on the webinar. So know that all lines are muted. And um, if you have Wi-Fi going on with other technology pieces, go ahead and turn that off so you can hear it clearly and not robotic. Um, and please let us know that you're here. We have a chat feature at the bottom of the screen. Um, we're gonna use that a lot. That builds our community, lets others know you're here and, um, and helps us connect with one another. So again, thank you for being here and jump in and join us on the chat. Let us know you're here. And please reply to all attendees so we can all chat with each other. Thank you. This is our second virtual Eagle Mama. So thank you again for joining us and welcome, supported by the Parent Teacher Fellowship. Let's start with, um, let's start with me introducing myself. Um, I am your president of the Parent Teacher Fellowship and mom to three children, Emily, George, and Charlie, eighth grade, sixth grade, and third grade at Legacy. We've been there nine years, and I'm so honored to be here with you today. You're in for an encouraging word from two superstars in our LCA community, two fellow moms, um, and they're here to encourage and support you today and in the days to come. So let's start with an opening prayer. Please join me. Heavenly Father, God, you are on the throne. You are King of kings, Lord of lords, creator of heavens and earth. And so we turn first to you, Father God. We thank you that you love us, that you have made us, that we're your creation. And you look down and you see us, God, with um, just eyes as our creator. You love us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I just pray that we have a fresh um, understanding of how much you love us. I pray for each one listening today, God, that they would see you through um, the words that they hear, that it's um, all honoring to you and brings you glory, God, and, and that's why we're gathered here today. So I thank you. I pray your blessings over our speakers and over all that are in the audience listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, and so I'd love to introduce to you, without further delay, our honored speaker, Jerrica Olson, who um, comes to us today to teach on addition by subtraction. Jerrica is mom to two boys, Jack and Jacob, wife to Eric, and our faithful leader of Eagle Mama for over two years, um, taking that baton from Angela Paxton when she headed to the Texas State Senate. So Jerrica, I don't want to delay anymore. Will you please take the baton from here and, and teach us what God has revealed to you? <laughs> Thank you, Karen, and I uh, just want to welcome everybody again. I'm, I'm so glad that you're joining us again. I want to say, just like last time, I wish that this were in person. Um, wish I could see everyone, hug everyone, and uh, just be in your presence, but uh, I know that will come, and I'm grateful for this opportunity through technology for us to still gather, and with the chat feature, to still communicate and, um, and encourage each other, and encouragement and community are, are really our two biggest goals in these Eagle Mama, well, used to be lunches. You can eat if you want. Uh, you can have coffee, do what you want, free to move about the cabin. <laughs> but uh, really the goal of these Eagle Mama lunches is, is just for you, mom, to be encouraged and um, to feel seen and known and loved. And so we are uh, blessed to be part of this legacy community who values that. And in a season where there are so many things being, I guess, canceled, uh, there are other things that are being added 
And we got two additional Eagle Mama gatherings out of this time. And so uh, the topic today, addition by subtraction, I just want to point out that uh, the, the opportunity and the honor to gather with you all two extra times this year uh, is a gift and a blessing. So there's our first uh, addition by subtraction that I'll mention. Um, and the chat feature is there. And so feel free to um, you know, communicate and, and chat with each other uh, during the, the message and, and while Lisa's talking after me. Um, and I just wanna say thank you so much to Legacy. Um, like I said, it, in the middle of so many things being canceled, it would be so easy for them to uh, kind of go bare bones and, and focus on, you know, all academics or, or uh, kind of lean into just a few areas. But yet, uh, as, a, as, a, as a woman, as a mom, I, I feel loved and I feel valued um, by Legacy. So thank you so much, Legacy faculty and staff. Um, and leadership, we're grateful and we don't take this for granted. And so thank you so much. And thank you to Karen Proctor, who is finishing this year strong. This is her, uh, she's, she's closing out her time as PTF president. And again, it would be easy for her to have senioritis, but she doesn't. She is finishing strong and she's staying in there with us. And um, Karen, we're so blessed by you. And so rich uh, reward and blessings to you and your family during this time. And I want to say um, a special hello to any faculty and staff that are joining. Thank you so much, teachers. You're doing so great. <laughs> You're so flexible. You basically just learned a whole new job uh, in a very short amount of time. Your LinkedIn now is amazing. <laughs> Your resume uh, says a lot more things now. And so thank you so much. Our kids are benefiting from, from you and your love and your faithfulness. And so thank you for that. And uh, hello to all of our senior moms. Um, we, we want you to feel honored and to feel special today. And I just want to say thank you as a mom of younger kiddos for just your example and how you've gone before. And sometimes just seeing that it can be done <laughs> is all the encouragement that we need. And so just thank you for being around. Thank you for how you've raised your kids, how you've um, persevered and, um, and even how you're walking out this season. I know I'm, I'm learning so much. And so thank you. I hope you feel honor today and later on we're going to get the privilege of hearing from one of our senior moms lisa hutchison who has two sons and i'll introduce her later but special hello to all of you senior mamas out there um i've trying to been uh trying to think about this this time as not missed opportunities but different opportunities and so i hope um while things look a little bit different in how you are celebrating your son or daughter graduating that you are getting some different but also good opportunities um, to celebrate and to um, uh, spend time with your kiddo and uh, recognize their accomplishments. So I'm glad you're here. Uh, I just want to start out today <clears throat> um, by reading a scripture and we do have scripture references there and I apologize. This one probably about 30 minutes before we hopped on uh, uh, came up and this is where I want to start, but it's, I, I think you'll be good because I'll just, I'll tell you what it is. It's in Psalm 107 and I'm going to read verse uh, two through verse nine. So this is Psalm 107. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, 
their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Today's message is for those of you who have been redeemed from trouble, those who feel like they're wandering in desert wastes, also those who are hungry and thirsty, those whose souls are fainting, and those who need satisfying and a place of refuge. Um, I know Karen introduced me a little bit, but for the purposes of where we're going to be today in this addition by subtraction, um, I'm going to share a little bit more of of my story because really it's through my own experience that um, I come to you with encouragement today. Uh, Five years ago, I was was the person that had been wandering in desert wastes, finding uh, no place for a city to dwell. And, and kind of what, what put me there um, was, happened a long time ago. Um, I experienced uh, a period of time where uh, I was um, dealing with childhood sexual abuse. And so um, after God rescued me from that and I went to college and then I got married and then I had my boys, uh, and I didn't realize how much that, that time had affected me and all the baggage that I was still carrying and really trying to figure out a way to settle for less than God's best because I didn't think that it was available to me anymore. I thought that abundant life wasn't an option and I just, I didn't see myself as God saw me. I saw myself through the lens of what had happened to me a long time ago. So all that to tell you that that's what led to me living a life wandering from desert ways to desert ways, telling myself each time that this is paradise, you know, hanging pictures on the wall and, you know, telling myself, oh, maybe this is it. Some of those desert ways for me looked like um, material possessions or, you know, uh, my child being the best at something, really anything that I could kind of hang my identity on or, or significance or meaning on. Um, apart from God's best. And, and so I wandered and I was, I was hungry and I was thirsty. And it seemed like I, I had tried so many things and still couldn't find a place of refuge, a city to dwell. And uh, a little over five years ago, I really came to a crossroads and, and the crossroads um, was really just out of, out of desperation. And, and so um, God met me there and I began this, this journey of healing. And the reason why I tell you all that is because at that point where God met me and he began to send forth his word and heal me, um, that period of time for me felt a lot like quarantine. <laughs> and it was a quarantine season not brought on by the threat of disease, but it was brought on by desperation. But still, um, no matter what brought it on, it led to almost 30 weeks for me of not isolation, but solitude, a place where um, the season was very simple. Uh, My my agenda, um, my schedule was clear uh, out of necessity. And um, there were so many things I, I learned in that season. And so from that time of my, I guess, kind of quarantine, if you will, 
um, the Lord just reminded me of maybe three, uh, three things that were key to my success during that season for the work that he had for me to go for. And I know that he does have a work that he wants to do in each of us and in our families during this time. And again, it doesn't matter kind of what, what brought us here. Um, I'll share a quote with you from a, a girl that I'm walking with. So, um, after my, my journey of healing, there were several different appointments at the end of that. And one of them is getting to pour into Eagle Mamas. Another is just being able to speak at church groups. I love the Bible. And so any opportunity I get to open it with groups of women, I, I love it. Um, the scripture I read in Psalm 107, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He's redeemed me. And so I love getting the opportunity to tell about it. Um, but another place that I get to to bring my story and to just, um, just bring hope is uh, to incarcerated women. And one of the women uh, that I've been, that I've been walking with, she's been, she's been released from jail. And I'll never forget something she said to me a couple months back when I was having lunch with her. And she was talking about her time that she spent in jail, which uh, by the way, is like a quarantine in and of itself. So this whole, this whole last year that I've been going into Dallas County Jail to teach these women about overcoming trauma, it's almost like the Lord had been preparing me and allowing me to learn from them uh, as they're in this time of simplicity and almost quarantine. Again, not from a virus, but definitely the pause button has been pressed in their life. And so what this girl told me was, she said, you know what? I realized early on that it didn't matter so much why I was there. What mattered was what I did while I was there. And I've been thinking about that so much for us as Eagle Mamas, because, you know, there's, there's so much noise and so much chatter and so much arguing and um, division on why are we here and how do we get out and trying to get life back to normal. There's so much energy going toward that. And I just think God is saying, okay, forget that for a little while. You're here. What matters most is what you do while you're here. And we really can um, lean into this and bring blessing upon ourselves and blessing upon our family. And this can truly be a time that we can look back on and say, that was a pivot a pivot I didn't know I needed, um, but it's, it's the best thing that could have happened to us. And I wouldn't have chosen it, but God knew that we needed it. And so that's really where um, this message comes from, not from me, but really just from the Lord. And I feel like um, he's, he's gone before us in this and he's gone, he's gone before me. And there's three things that, um, I think about when I think about that time in my life, that, that simple season, that, that quiet season. And these are the three things that I just want to share with you today. And first thing um, is embrace the simplicity. Embrace the simplicity. Um, this, is, this is a simple season in a lot of ways. I didn't say easy, but um, when so many things aren't an option anymore, then simplicity sort of just happens. And, and when, I, when I look back on, you know, kind of my, my season of quarantine, my simple season, uh, my to-do list was very light. Some of you are like, oh gosh, light to-do list. I'm homeschooling, I'm working. I'm, but, you know, really our to-do list is probably a lot less than it was without the option of some of the things that we were involved in. So for most of us, our to-do list is light, but God's was really weighty. He pauses our normal to give us his normal. 
He removes the familiar to give us a better familiar. So do you find yourself trying to fill your schedule? Do you find yourself trying to replace activities to stay busy? Are you uncomfortable with the margin or have you embraced it? Uh, embracing the simplicity for me was a non-negotiable. Um, it, it, it had to happen. Uh, Job 37, seven says, so that everyone he has made may know his work, he stops all people from their labor. He stops our labor so we may know him and his work. And during this time, um, you know, we, ha we have margin to be grateful, to recognize and appreciate blessings, to even let him remind us what blessings are, <laughs> things that we've started to take for granted. We have time to start valuing people. And maybe in the chat box, you want to just let us know right now what God is teaching you to appreciate in this season. Maybe blessings that you forgot were blessings and you started taking them for granted. Luke 10, 41 and 42 says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you were worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Um, the one thing needed during this time is, is really for us to, to sit at his feet and to not be so worried about all the things. It really is a gift that God has pressed the pause button and it's really not even an option right now for us to be worried and going here, there and everywhere. It's, it's closed. I mean, I know things are starting to open up, but, um, but, but really uh, the one thing that we need right now is the one thing that's still available and that's him and that's sitting at his feet. Let God define essential. That's, a, that's kind of a buzzword right now is essential and non-essential. And, and during this time, I've, I've really tried to let God tell me what is essential. And just like he did with the people in the wilderness when he wanted to teach them to trust, to trust him, he removes things that we considered essential so we know that he is the only essential. That's something we can learn when we embrace the simplicity. He wants us to know what's necessary for survival and what's just an added weight that we weren't meant to carry, but we've been carrying it for so long. And we wondered why we're exhausted and, um, and things didn't seem to be sustainable. It's because all of a sudden we've let culture define what we need and what's essential. And we're exhausted. A simple season can, um, can realign us and, and let us know uh, what's needed and what's not. And I keep thinking, you know, we're, we're citizens of heaven it's, and it's from there that we await a savior. But sometimes we, we, don't, we don't act like that. And so if you look at our routine and if you, if you look at our normal, no one would ever know that we're citizens of heaven. It would just look like we're citizens of the world or citizens of North Dallas. And truly our, our citizenship in heaven should define our normal. People should be able to tell who we are by looking at what's essential for us and what's needed. So what's your normal? What does your routine reveal about your citizenship? Citizen of heaven or citizen of this world? And I think that that's something right now when we embrace the simplicity, God can really bring clarity um, to, to what normal should be and letting him define for us what normal is.
things that maybe we thought were normal, we realized actually are non-essential, maybe just temporary luxuries afforded to us by where we live or the culture around us. But for the believer, normal life is defined by God and can't be changed by a virus or a diagnosis or geography or money or culture or anything like that. Normal life for us is a life of worship, a life in relationship with him. And that can't be taken away and that, that's not threatened right now. The most important thing cannot be canceled and that's our relationship with him. Also, uh, a simple season can um, help us to uh, redefine success or let God define what success is. And we may have realized that our sense of accomplishment was anchored in works or um, achievement or um, affiliations apart from God. And so right now, really, our, we, we don't have those things as options. And, and when following Jesus is our single measure of success, we can end each day with a sense of accomplishment. So embrace the simplicity of this season. And, and that is a huge part of addition by subtraction. The second thing, as I look back at my season of quarantine, that was, that was key for me was just listening for his voice. He quiets the noise of our life so we can hear him clearly. There's a margin that's created that only he should be allowed to speak into. He should be the main voice in that margin. He alone has the words of life. Psalm 107 says he sent forth his word and healed them. And truly for me, um, my quarantine season, the main goal for me was, was healing emotionally, spiritually, and just healing in every area of my life. I don't know what the main goal for your quarantine season is, but I know to achieve that, um, his voice needs to go forth. And so that may mean boundaries are needed. Uh, for me, I had to I I had to partner with him in quieting the noise, and right now we have, we have enough negative messaging happening, and and of course we want to be aware, we want to know the data, the what what the authorities and the leaders are recommending for us, but really there's there's enough negativity for us to um, kind of open the door for more. So really uh, create those boundaries so that his voice is. Uh, the predominant voice during this time. And that's a huge key uh, to success. I love that verse in Psalm 107, he sends forth his word. And as much as I love, you know, Beth Moore and, and all the Priscilla Shire and all the great, you know, Bible teachers and the Holy Spirit uses them to speak to me. It doesn't say their word, it says his word. So take this time right now to listen for him. And the noise is quieted and he wants to speak. And I love um, in, in Job 38, this isn't listed in our, in our scriptures here, but I believe it's at the beginning of Job 38 where it says that God spoke from the thunderstorm. So sometimes we think times like these muffle his voice or make it harder to hear, but I think times like these sometimes make his voice even clearer. Um, Isaiah found that to be true at the beginning of chapter six when in the year King Uzziah died, which would have been the end of a prosperous time, he saw the Lord. He got a clear view into the throne room of heaven and, and he saw the heavenly host continuing to praise. And so I believe this time actually 
it might be easier for us to hear him so clearly because he wants to speak and he wants his word to go forth into that margin. So listen for his voice. I love, I love Job 10, 18. There's a, there's a question there that whenever I read it, I just, I just couldn't get past it. And, and Job in a time of, um, in a time of sorrow and a time of suffering, there's this question in Job 10, 18, it says, why then did you bring me out of the womb? I think right now when so many things are stripped away and there is this margin and there is this simplicity, we're asking some of the questions that really God's been wanting us to ask for a long time. And I love that one. That just, that gets right down to it. Why then did you bring me out of the womb? Why was I born? All those things are stripped away, God. It's, it's me and you. What do you, what do you have for me? What do you, what do you want with my life? What does it look like to live a life of worship? And right now the enemy is wanting to control the narrative on that question. And I just see God using this time um, to bring us to the end of ourselves and to bring truth and clarity to that question right there. The enemy is promoting confusion, despair, distraction, fear, and dread. But God right now is giving clarity, hope, focus, courage, and joyful expectation. Whatever we're most aware of, or whoever we're most aware of, determines our reality. So whose voice are you listening to? And whichever of those you're experiencing probably reveals the voices that you're, that you're listening to. Are you setting your mind on things above or things below? Isaiah 8, 12, and 13 says, do not cause conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy, and do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. And uh, this isn't very spiritual, but it's something I was thinking about. I don't know how many of you have uh, seen the documentary Cheer. I'm not recommending it or not. I just happen to have seen a few episodes of Cheer. This is where I wish we were all in the same room because I know I would get support from several of you. And so <laughs> I'm pretending like you're all nodding and raising your hand saying you've seen it too. Uh, but in the documentary Cheer, there's a few lines that I actually wrote down because they, they, they were meaningful to me. And, and there's this group of college cheerleaders that are extremely successful. Their coach is amazing. The coach is named Monica. And they had some uh, alumni come to talk to them. And the alumni looked at them after they had watched, uh, I guess, kind of, a, kind of them do a, a cheer or, or rehearse a routine. And the alumni looked at him and said, you are Navarro College cheerleaders. Your face shouldn't look scared. And I just loved that. It was like such a reminder to me of just God saying, remember who you are? You are my daughter. You are seated in heavenly places. You are blessed in the heavenly places with every spiritual blessing. Your face shouldn't look scared right now. So listen for his voice. That's, that's what's going to happen whenever we listen for him. We're reminded of who we are. And then all of a sudden, that fear and that dread is replaced with hope and courage and joyful expectation. Um, another couple of quotes from that uh, documentary um, is just, remember who you are. And the coach said, said this, and I wrote it down. 
she said, I've already won, so I don't have to win. And she was just referring to how blessed she felt to be part of, of a program like Navarro. And she said, I've already won, so I don't have to win. Remember that he's already won, so you don't have to win. You can embrace the simplicity and just listen for his voice. Let him define what, what success is. And then the third thing, um, as I look back on that season of, of growth and healing and uh, solitude, quarantine, if you will, just be ready for change. Embrace some of those pivots. Be ready for change. In a season like this, God is, is changing us, and that looks different for all of us, but he is. He's growing us. He's changing us. He's healing us. He's strengthening us. He's, he's um, giving us, uh, you know, dreams for the future and ideas and creativity. So when he changes us, we have to expect for some things around us to change and be ready for that. You know, there are things during a time like this that stop here that should stop. And then there are things that start here that should start. Um, for me, looking back, there there. Are, <laughs> There are so many things that needed to stop and so many things that needed to start, but I wrote down a few that I'll just, that I'll just share with you. Um, and, and really this is addition by subtraction for me. Um, more family time, more after school play at home, a slower pace, margin in our resources, stronger marriage, strong and genuine friendships, less stress, contentment, time for others, valuing others, prioritizing church, family, and worship. And I asked my husband some of these too, because um, we've, been, we've been talking about, um, you know, what happened, what God did in my life five years ago and what God did for our family five years ago, which by the way, I always tell my husband, you're the hero of this quarantine. And he says, my counselor is the hero of his quarantine, <laughs> of course, and Jesus. But anyway, um, but my husband said, um, one of the additions by subtraction during that, that almost 30 weeks for me, where I was really just focusing on what God wanted to do in my life was uh, home life is calm and mostly peaceful. We now enjoy honest communication without fear of consequences. And I'm being, I'm being really uh, transparent here with you guys. <laughs> um, he said, it's just more enjo enjoyable to, to spend time at home. And during that time, it was, it was a really difficult season. And I'm not saying that this is easy. It's, it's hard to just be there and, you know, exposed before the Lord for him to do what he wants to do. But during a time like this, um, if we're willing to partner with him and we're willing to embrace the simplicity, listen for his voice and be ready for change, he can accelerate so many things for us that maybe normally um, because of time or commitments, we it would take a lot longer. And I've shared this with, um, with, with, some other, with some other ladies, but I'll share it with the rest of you. Um, I, I like to run. And so I've been running uh, during this time and there's really not a lot of traffic at all. And so I'll be running down roads that normally are so busy with traffic, but just because I can, I will run in the opposite way in the middle of the road because there's no one and there's nothing. And it's almost like, you know, God is just reminding me that during this time, we have the opportunity to do some things because of the simplicity, 
that in kind of normal life or in busyness and, and kind of the routine we had just weren't possible. And so I just want to encourage you, if there's, if there's something you've been considering, there's something the Lord's been putting on your heart to do, there's, you know, healing that needs to happen or, um, you know, I, I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe you realize you're overcommitted or for me, I realized I was self-absorbed um, and I was just reliant on unreliable sources of significance and approval and partner with the Lord during this time. And you will be surprised at the end of this, um, what, what he can do and the change that he could bring to your family. Um, when these things, uh, when, when things surface that we realize, okay, I was too self-absorbed. I was overcommitted. I was too reliant. You know, our true, our true condition right now, uh, is realized. And so it's an opportunity for God to change us, to grow us. And so we should expect for things around us to change. And a friend of mine told me after she experienced a, a, a tough time in her life and really a time of trauma and crisis, she got some advice that they shouldn't be eager for a snapback. And I thought that was so good. Don't be so eager to go right back to the way things were. Uh, let God change you and then be prepared for change and be open to that, knowing that the journey he wants to take you on is the reason why you were born, is life to the full. And he wants to, uh, he really wants to cancel some things that needed to be canceled, but then create some appointments that he's been waiting on you to show up for all along. And one of those for me, uh, which is what I call my standing appointment. I've shared this with, with some of you before. It's just my time with him every single day. That's really the thing, uh, the most important thing that changed for me and that was birthed during that time was every single morning I showed up to meet with him and for him to be the main voice in my life and to make sure his word was going forth in my life and in the life of my family because I realized how toxic I was. And the reason why I needed boundaries during those, during that time, and I'm not saying that this is for you all, was I didn't, I realized toxic people couldn't filter toxic things. And so for me, that's what led me into almost total quarantine and almost 30 weeks of solitude where my biggest priorities during that time were time with the Lord, my weekly counseling appointments, and then of course, um, fulfilling my mom and, and wife duties at home. But it was such a simple season and his to-do list for me was so weighty. And this was just five years ago, but man, everything changed after that. And, and our family, that was, that was subtraction. That was a lot of subtraction, but the addition has been so worth it. And so that's, the Lord just put on my heart for you all, this idea of addition by subtraction. And letting him shape your perspective about this when everyone is, is focusing on okay, we got to get back to normal and, you know, trying to hurry that process up. I would just say, wait and don't rush it. And for some of you, he may even be asking you to continue and in, in not isolation, uh, but solitude where a few people know exactly where you are and what you're doing, not isolation, solitude, um, because he has, he has a work that he wants to continue to do just like uh, is talked about in Psalm 107, where he satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry with good things. And so this is what I've been praying for you. This is what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart to tell you and to encourage you with. And some of you, the, 
you've already been redeemed. He's already redeemed you from trouble. And so you're in a place right now that you have overflow. You have a story of hope. You have a story of redemption. And so you can reach out um, to other people and encourage them during this time and remind them who they are. Remind them that their face doesn't have to look scared and point them to what God might be doing during this time as opposed to all of the, the negativity that's going on. Um, be the light. I think it's, it's never been really easier, honestly, to be the light because there is so much darkness. So if that's you, uh, trust your overflow, continue to abide with him and let him fill you. So if there are days where you have excess and you have overflow, then other people can benefit, mainly our family. I, I love this story um, of Joseph where he goes to Potiphar's house and it says, Potiphar's house was blessed for Joseph's sake. So because God was with Joseph, Potiphar's house was blessed. So the most important thing you can do during this time in this simple season is for you to make sure that you're with him and then expect for blessing to be around um, those around us. And so I love you and I've been, I, I pray for you so much. And um, I, I hope that kind of where we've been this year has set you up for success during this time, not me, but the Lord. And, and I've just been thanking him so much for um, how he, how he went before us and all of these messages and, and really this year wanting us to know exactly why we were born and that we're the best person for the job and that we can do it. So, um, embrace the simplicity of the season listen for his voice and that might require boundaries or getting off some social media and be ready be ready for change um all right you guys are amazing and now we're gonna keep going in our ego mama lunch today i just want to remind you of our service opportunity i mentioned that i uh get to go into dallas county jail and also some maximum security women's prisons and it's always my honor to bring them encouraging notes that you guys have written and so um, that I'm still doing that. You can still uh, still mail those to me. I would greatly appreciate it. They are, you know, in lockdown during this time. And so any any word of encouragement that I can send into them, I would greatly appreciate. So thank you so much. And you have uh, exactly how to do that right there with my address. And then you have an example of some things to write. Just know personal, extremely personal details or last names. And um, I also am excited to announce that we have one more Eagle Mom lunch of this year on Wednesday, May the 20th at 1130. And um, I, I'm just, I'm so excited that uh, Texas State Senator Angela Paxton will be encouraging us that day. I've been kind of overwhelmed thinking about how this lunch, this Zoom this these eagle mama events uh, were started many years ago by the willingness and the faithfulness of angela paxton when she was a part of our legacy community she still is part of our legacy community but um she she started these eagle mama lunches originally for junior high mamas and then opened it to everyone and look we are benefiting from something that she started all these years later and so 
Um, I'm really, really grateful for her and excited that the Eagle Mamas are going to get to hear from her a message of encouragement. Um, it'll also be uh, informational. She's hilarious. She's amazing. And she is very excited to be with us. So put that on your calendar Wednesday, uh, May 20th with Angela Paxton. And now we have the honor of hearing from one of our amazing senior moms, Lisa Hutchison. Uh, Lisa is such a strong woman of faith, and she's humble, always looking to encourage others. Every time I'm around her, I feel like I'm the only person in the world. Um, she served on the PTF board and led women's Bible study for two years. She has two sons, Grant and Garrett, and her youngest is graduating from LCA this year. So please welcome, maybe some uh, clapping hands in the chat box, <laughs> Lisa Hutchison. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jerrica. Um, gosh, I, I don't even know how I could possibly add any words to the beautiful words of encouragement that you shared with us. Um, we all have needed that and um, are going to spend a lot of time embracing the simplicity and looking for ways that we can hear Jesus more clearly. Um, I miss you all so much, and I just would give anything if I could see each and every one of your faces. Um, they asked me to say a few words to some of my fellow class of 2020 moms, um, but hopefully some of what I'm, I'm about to say will be an encouragement to the rest of you with younger children because um, I can promise you, you will be here before you know it. <laughs> um, you know, our life as Christians is oftentimes described as um, being on a journey, that uh, we are all pilgrims that are walking along a road, um, that Jesus is right by our side, slowly but surely perfecting us, as we walk along the road with him um, until he ultimately brings us home to be with him. And inside of that larger journey that we take, um, the 18 years that we spend parenting up close and personal with our children is a journey in and of itself when you really think about it. And from the moment that that baby is placed in your arms, you step foot on an unfamiliar path, um, on, a, on a wilderness journey, if you will, that is completely full of twists and turns with every stage and every age. And it doesn't matter if you have one child or five, every single road is different because every single child is different. And so for 18 years, we're walking on this road. And so here we are. We are mamas at the, the end of this proverbial road to a certain extent in the fact that we are letting go of the hands of our children and letting them walk on ahead a little ways and at a little farther distance from us for the first time. Um, and whether this is your first time to experience this or whether, like me, this is your baby and uh, it's, the emotions are the same. There is a grieving along with a sense of joy, um, celebration, and anticipation. And, and that is a universal truth for every mom with a graduating senior. Um, but for us moms of 2020, um, I would say that we're walking on a road all right. And it is uh, a little bit the road less traveled, shall we say, given the, the quarantine situation. But here's the thing about a journey. God always loves to teach and show his power and presence when his children are in journey. Um, you know, we are right smack dab in the middle of God's holiest time on the kingdom, on the calendar. Um, it's this time in the Old Testament that we celebrate the Israelites' uh, redemption out of Egypt until he, they were given Torah, they were given the revelation. 
And in the New Testament, we celebrate the death and resurrection of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, until the time of Pentecost, when his Holy Spirit just was poured out on all of his believers. And so we commemorate that. And, and I stand here believing that it's in these weeks that he is continuing to teach and show his presence and pour out his holy deliverance. Um, and that we should be in anticipation um, of, of what he's going to deliver, but also in reflection of what he's done um, and the lessons that we've learned. So I thought today that for us, all of us moms, but particularly our senior moms, that we could uh, join together and just look back on some of the lessons that we've learned over the last several weeks. And I think the first thing that we've learned is patience. <laughs> um, Ecclesiastes 7, 8 says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning, and the patient spirit is better than the proud. Um, all of us have had to display patience in through so many ways. And time has truly come to a halt for so many of the things that we had planned. And as the second portion of this verse implies that um, better is the patient spirit than the proud. So there's a lesson that we've had to learn as well, and that is the lesson of humility. Um, that any illusion that we've been in control of our calendars um, and that all that we had scheduled for this spring for our senior graduating senior, all of that is illusion. And that as Jerrica so beautifully put it, that God's going to determine what's essential and God's going to determine what's important for us um, for this season for our children. And that brings us to the third lesson, which is an all important ever true lesson. And that is that we've learned to trust. Um, as I saw some of you chatting about on the conversation that this is the season of the Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God is a fresh uh, lesson for us. And um, again, God is going to show us what is essential in this time of being still. And let's just join together and reflect on some of the blessings. As Jerrica mentioned a little bit as well, um, there is one universal cry from every mother of a senior. And that is, I just wish time would slow down. I, I'm not ready for you to go yet. I just need a little bit more time to teach you the things that I wanna teach you and, and hold you for just a little bit longer. Well, moms, for the first time, I think, I don't know, centuries, <laughs> that prayer has been answered. And what would have been a calendar chock full of events from one running from one thing to the next and a car that's never in the driveway We've gotten the blessing, an unbelievable treasure of a blessing of additional time with our kids, with dinners around the dinner table, more of them, extra time in the living room, laugh, laughing together, extra movies, um, extra games that we've played as a family. And I, I just pray that all of us take this time to continue to embrace that and just treasure this time that we've had together. The second blessing that, um, that has been an addition in the midst of some of the events that have been subtracted has been the time together um, being celebrated by our legacy community. I, I don't know about you, but I know that you would join me in just shouting out a huge thank you to all of the faculty and staff, to the to the all of you younger families and parents who just poured out blessing after blessing all week long last week to our, our seniors. What a memory. Um, that was so special, such a special addition that we never would have gotten to experience. And so I just pray that all of us can celebrate the joy of community um, that we have been given through legacy um, in now and in the years going ahead. 
The second thing that God always promises on when we're in a journey with him is that he's with us. He's going to meet us on that journey um, and that he is going to outpour more of his presence upon us. And, and the season of Pentecost is upon us. And I am just believing that in the weeks and months ahead that he's going to continue to pour out our spirit all over our families and particularly our seniors, that those lessons that I just talked about, the patience, the, the humility and the trust, those are such strong lessons that we just would crave for our child to go and have even more strongly as they go off to college. And so for that, I just praise God and just in believing that he will continue to pour out more and more um, on on our families in a way that we could never have imagined, that would have never occurred in the normal. Um, so that that's just shortly all I have to say for all of you senior moms, well done. Um, if this is your first time around, if this is your oldest that's graduating, I just wanna um, encourage you and promise you through um, not only my own experience, but through the promises of Philippians 1.6, that having confidence in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in your child, in you, will complete it in, in, unto Christ Jesus. Um, we may be letting them walk on a little ahead of us on this road and a little farther away from us, but this road of parenting never, ever ends, and God uses us as mothers to continue to teach our children, um, hopefully for as long as they live and for as long as that we're on, on this earth. Um, like I said, I just wish I could see each and every one of your faces I uh, cannot wait to celebrate with you and the upcoming baccalaureate and, and graduation that we've been, um, thanks be to God, allowed to celebrate together. And so I can't wait to see you all. I thank you for being here today. And I just pray um, God's richest blessings on your families in the days ahead. So with that, I'm gonna turn it back over to Karen, who's got a few more announcements and she'll close us in prayer. Thanks. Thank you so much, Lisa, and thank you, Jerrica. Wow, that was so impactful. Thank you for those encouraging words. And, and I just want to sit for a little and think about what we do while we are here in this place, and as Lisa said, in this time. So God, we just seek for you to do a work in us in this time. Thank you so much, ladies, for your encouragement there. Um, I wanted to let all of you know that have joined us today for you to be able to share this. Um, if it encouraged you with others, it was recorded. So it will be available on our LCA YouTube channel that you can check out, as well as there's a Legacy Christian Academy channel on the podcast app. So check back with that often. Um, next, I'm going to just kind of briefly mention over some of the events that are going on. As you know, the virtual um, auction is going on. The um, TJ Tomney virtual um, auction will go and support our Stronger Together Fund. So check out that link in the emails um, or on our website for really cool LCA experiences to, to auction um, to be bidding on, as well as a lot of great things within the community and even some getaways that some of you may be looking for um, will be listed on there. We continue to... Um, seek to just support our community. So we celebrate the seniors having graduation um, coming up scheduled. I would encourage all families to, to attend that. There will be enough space, thankfully, in the Toyota Stadium for us to all be together, um, but just not too close. So we will super celebrate this class of 2020 and their graduation together. Um, 
we currently have uh, the next Eagle Mama on the calendar, as Jerrica announced, with our, um, our original Eagle Mama, Angela Paxton, leading us. So please join us on May 20th for that. And as well, you know, you hear, you see in the emails at 109 every day, join your legacy community and pray. And pray for the school, pray for your teachers, pray for our nation, pray um, for those around you that, that don't know Jesus and have a saving knowledge of him and, um, and pray for others. So that is an important time for our community to join together and to pray. Um, and speaking of that, let me close us in prayer now. Um, please join me. I'm going to start with a verse out of Psalm 139, and, um, and we'll launch into a prayer from there. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. Father God, you love us. You've knit us. You know all about us. So God, I just pray your unique blessings over each one of your girls and, and um, your creations that are joining us today, listening. And I pray that your word goes forth and that, um, that what we choose to listen to is of you, God, and help us to recognize when it is not of you. Um, we just pray the armor. We pray the helmet of salvation over each one so that um, that we recognize what is your voice and what it is you say about us. Thank you for your truth. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that you promise in your word that you are with us always and that you love us. And so God, I pray for um, your abundant blessings to be at each family, each one in such different places right now and hearing the word, hearing your truth, but being in such different places. And I pray God that you minister to hearts and that um, your blessings pour out in a new way, in a way that um, just open eyes to recognize how you are with us always, and you never leave us or forsake us. So help us to see where you are at in our lives, and join you in your work, and, um, and we bless and minister to you, Father God. I praise you and thank you for those um, that have just been obedient to your calling and taught us today from your word. I pray your blessings over Jerica and Lisa, and I thank you, God, for First school, we pray you bless Legacy Christian Academy, abundant blessings of creativity and stamina over every teacher and specials teacher right now as they pour in. Um, we're so thankful for them as well and for the staff that supports in so many unique ways too. God, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, we all said together, amen. Um, so to conclude, thank you again for joining us today for our Eagle Mama event. And don't forget, May 20th, 1130, the last Eagle Mama of this school year, and it will be taught by Angela Paxton. Thank you again for joining us. Check us out on one of the uh, social media channels for more information. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.